help with a strata law issue or a building and construction matter. Sachs Girachi Lawyers is a leading Sydney law firm that can help. With over 20 years experience, Sachs Girachi Lawyers focus on commercial litigation, building and construction, strata law and local government regulation issues. Now, here is your podcast. Owners' corporations are often required to consider building maintenance and the like, but how do they do it in a way which minimises the risk of things potentially going wrong? Well, today I'm with David Sachs of Sachs Durachi Lawyers. David, for owners' corporations considering such works, what is the starting point? It is absolutely fundamental, Dan, that an owners' corporation enters into a contract that is suitable for the work that they're having done to their building. And one of the, the uh, to often the degree of detail that you need to examine it depends on the amount of money um, that you're spending and the categories that I would put it into. The, the lowest form of category is between $0 and $5,000 and there are some particular rules that apply to those sort of contracts but not many. And then there are some uh, uh, other rules that apply to contracts between $5,000 and $20,000. And once you're over $20,000, um, you, you're really subject to all of the rules and regulations that are covered by a bit of legislation called Home Building Act. But what's common for all of these um, transactions from zero to $4 million, and we deal with contracts that are $4 million for works being done for owners' corporations, is that there needs to be a clear contract that's set up between the owners' corporation and the builder. David, how is that commonly done by owners' corporations? I'm assuming that they, they, they would need legal help in doing this. The biggest mistake that I see owners' corporations making is that they rely on the builder to provide them with the contract without reviewing it um, because all that they're apparently concerned about is that there is the, the price is right and that they have an expectation that the problems that they're, they're wanting to have solved are going to be fixed up. And owners' corporations are very naive to um, follow that um, path. Um, the reason why it arises is because under the Home Building Act, it is the builder's responsibility to ensure that there's a complying contract in place. But often the builder will produce a contract that is A, um, something that completely suits the way the builder likes to operate, um, and B, um, creates the, the sort of flexible obligations that um, might suit the builder and has no regard to um, what the owners' corporation requires or wants. And that may not be done, often it is done deliberately because the builder prefers the contract to be compliant and enables them to operate their business the way they want to. But most of the time it's done out of ignorance about what it is that the owners' corporation actually needs. And I'll just pick a few classic examples about the difference between you know, a, a fairly large contract for doing works in a residential home and having an owner's corporation, one of those is that there are going to be people living in the building. So if somebody's coming and doing renovations on my home and me and my family would move out of the home and the builder has free run of the property, so it has possession of the site, but when they're doing work for an owner's corporation, they don't have possession of the site. They've got to work around what other people are doing. So you need to have rules about 
using the lifts? What are they going to do about removing their rubbish out of it? How's that going to do? What about dirtying the carpet? What about, you know, raking mirrors in the front foyer? What about where are they going to park their vehicles? Where are they going to put their skip in? What are they going to do with their tools during the day? Like all of these questions are practical things that need to be dealt with. The builder will not be particularly concerned or may not even be aware of them, but these are going to be front and centre for what an owner's corporation um, needs to do in order to ensure that the people who live in the building can go about their lives with the minimum amount of inconvenience. David, are there sort of key characteristics of contracts that uh, that you see that owner's corporations really need to uh, you know, be across? Well, they've certainly got to have specific rules that deal with their particular requirements about how the, how the, the people that live in their building need to operate in order to maintain their standard of living and their amenity. It, it just depends on whether you've got lifts and how people get about and where, where mm. they've got visitor parking. Those sort of things must be included. Another thing is that often it's got to be clear who's taking on the design responsibility for what the work is, what, what the work is intended to achieve. So often an owner's corporation, if they've got an engineer's design that's been and, and a scope of work that's been prepared in order to solve a problem like failed you know, window flashings or water leaking or a problem with the roof or something like that, there needs to be a clear role for that engineer to remain involved in the project to be able to give directions about how the work is being done and certifying that it's being done in accordance with the plans and specifications. Um, that, that's fine. If the builder is taking on a design responsibility in order to ensure that this um, the, 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 the problem is going to be solved according to a building methodology that's worked out by the builder, then that needs to be clearly stated in the contract that that is what the builder is going to do. Because otherwise, and there are plenty of examples of this, you come to the end of the, the project the builder has been paid a significant amount of money, but the problem is not solved and there's no clear identification of who is responsible for that. People just shrug their shoulders and say, it didn't work. Well, that's completely unsatisfactory. Those problems need to be worked out at the very beginning so that it's clear what the builder's responsibility is and what risk is being taken on by the builder and what risk is being taken on by the owner's corporation so that everybody is aware of that risk and is willing to um, uh, to take it on. David, what does this all look like when things go wrong? Well, there, there are plenty of examples. Well, people end up in court. That's mm. the problem. And you end up starting to, the, the like any lawyer will tell you, if you've got a dispute about a building contract is, let's have a look at what the, sorry, building works. Let's have a look at what the um, the building contract has to say. And then and that's when people will be paying attention to the fine print in it. And if no attention has been paid to it at the beginning to make sure it's the sort of contract that the owner's corporation wants, then that's the ammunition that they have to argue with, not anything else. There's no point crying over spilt milk um, when there's a dispute. And disputes often arise, and they're not, not always, you know, at the end. Often they're about, you know, extra 
extra money for variations that have to be done and they're, they're things that haven't been budgeted for by owners corporations or additional time or you know if scaffolding is going to remain up for six months instead of three months all, all of the all of these things are, are massively inconvenient um, and expensive for owners so how can Sextorachi help we've got a, a lot of expertise in dealing with this because we have negotiated Many, many, many contracts between builders and developers that are, um, you know, setting up things from large projects from as small as a million dollars up to, I think the biggest project we did was about $54 million. So contracts at that magnitude. We've also prepared and negotiated um, remedial works contracts for owners corporations up to um, $5 million and we've dealt with them the smaller type of contracts as well. There are very good precedents that are around that, that suit different categories of work, whether it's a small thing under 5,000 or 5 to 20 or over 20, but all of those contracts need to be customised to suit the particular owner's corporation and to suit the particular project in question. David, thanks for joining me. Thanks, Dan. Thanks for listening. If you have any questions or need more information, simply call Saks Girachi on 02 9331 5177. 